This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. What is up, everyone? Welcome to The 20 Podcast. I am your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! I am here in the BeatSource office talking to you, the Beat Sorcerers. Thank you guys for tuning in week after week. And supporting us, uh, make sure you rate and review the podcast. We are available everywhere. You can watch us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places, everywhere, anywhere you get a podcast. Uh, so help us by reviewing, telling your friends, grow up the charts, you know, make this thing bigger. Uh, this show is brought to you by BeatSource, the music streaming service for DJs that play everything, just like me and you probably. Uh, BeatSource has got all the music you could ever need for any gig. I'm telling you, I've been using it more and more, and I have more and more DJs actually hitting me from real-life testimonials of using this out, and they're actually surprised at how much it has helped them. So check it out. I'm telling you, I've been using it more and more at live gigs. Um, BeatSource.com is the place to go. We've got songs no other record pool has. we got custom edits uh, made by amazing uh, well, we've got custom edits as well as custom playlists made by amazing curators. You're going to love it. Uh, visit BeatSource.com for a 30-day free trial. Use the code THE20 to bump it up to a 60-day free trial. That's what you get for being a listener. Thank you. Um, all right, let's talk about our guest on today's show. We have got someone who came from humble beginnings and now is doing big Things, all types of things. I was just with him at the Beyond the Music retreat, which was put on by DJ Vice, DJ City, and Beat Source, and was incredible. Um, he, uh, I mean, we met so many DJs. We talk about it on the show, so you'll get a good little recap. Um, and also, I did a live podcast there, so hopefully, you guys will be able to hear some of the clips from that eventually uh, in a few weeks or a month or something. We'll see what happens. Um, but on this episode, um, our special guest uh, talks to us about throwing his own parties and being on that end of things, booking DJs, as well as being a DJ, getting booked and wanting to book, uh, get booked all around, how to approach it, what he does. So many good gems for up-and-coming DJs. Um, we talk about making bootlegs, edits, having side businesses, and so much more. Like I said, I think club DJs are going to get a lot out of this and just DJs trying to make a career for themselves. Um, so I'm so excited for you guys to hear the interview. Please welcome to the show, DJ Peso. We are here. We're in the house. We're in the physical house. We are here. It's the 20 podcast, and we have got DJ Peso in the house. (gasps) Give it up. Give it up. Everyone's cheering from the streets. It's crazy right now. From the most expensive gas station, they're cheering for you right here. $8 Uh, (laughs) I mean, looks like it. I can't see, but it's next to the most expensive sandwiches. So we're in Beverly Hills. We got expensive. You guys think it's expensive where you are, gas. We got the high, very high prices over here. (laughs) Come where we are. But uh, we got Peso in the building. So excited to finally make this happen. Thank you for being here. How are you feeling today? It's an honor to be here. I feel good, bro. I mean, it's been been good. I love it. Um, Trying to expand outside of just DJing, you know, doing yeah. podcasts like this, and just been, you know, working with Phenom. 
Honor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, got to thank Phenom uh, for connecting us, yeah. connecting everyone. We always, you know, everyone you talk to that knows Phenom is like, he is the dot connector. He yeah. is the person connector all over the world. Like, I'm going to Europe next week, and he's like, oh, you got to hit this person in Madrid and hit this person yeah. in Barcelona, and then go to London. And then I'm like, how do you know everybody in the world? So yeah. uh, he's amazing, and he linked us up, and then we've hung a few times. Uh, so, yeah, huge shout to phenom yeah i remember i was like yo i i'm i've always loved spider i love his style i love this and he was like bro that's the homie that's so easy watch when he comes in <laughs> and then, then he was just like spider this is peso and then after that you know we've kicked it a couple yeah. times and exactly whatever, you know but yeah he's always bro he's amazing that's dope well shit thank you and i'm so yeah. glad we met and uh you know over, i've been able to get familiar with your stuff and see what you've been doing uh from the dj world to all your business stuff to everything you know yeah. so excited to talk about it and um also something cool we got to hang last week in arizona thankfully we didn't melt it was like yeah. 113 <laughs> degrees uh vlats was there too he doesn't have a mic right now but he's in here with us yeah. um but yeah, we were at the Beyond the Music Retreat put on by uh, DJ City, Beat Source, and DJ Vice, of course, legend in the game. And um, yeah, that was so dope, man. Yeah, it was so hot. You had to take a go-kart everywhere. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, I was walking back to my room at like, I don't know, almost 2 in the morning, 1.30, 2 in the morning. And that was the only time it was like, it's kind of nice right now. Yeah. It's like 87 or something. Yeah, you know, it was, it was like, bad. It was crazy hot. But it was so, like, amazing to have everyone together and just all the connections. And yeah. I, you know, only got to come the final day. So I got there Wednesday morning. I got to check, like, a few of the panels. And then I did this, the live podcast, which was... Hilarious, bro. <laughs> amazing, bro. Were you in there for that? Yeah, yeah, I was in there. I probably missed the first one. I got in, I was it Tuesday morning, the first day... I yeah, the first panel. Me, yeah, okay. And then after that, like it was like I was meeting this person, that person. It was just dope, bro. And Crazy, I met, right? I met so many dope people. Like, yeah, but I caught yours. Yours was like by far the funniest, dope. Like, oh, that's so cool. dude, that's crazy. Thank you, I appreciate yeah. that. I don't even, in a way, it was like a blur <laughs> doing it. Yeah, because I we didn't even totally know what we were doing, and. uh I did it, and then at the end, people were like, that was funny, that was fun. I'm like, I, I want to watch it back because I don't yeah. even remember what we said. Yeah, it didn't feel like robotic at all. Like, it was just like you guys were just being you and just <laughs> yes. clowning. And it was okay. dope, it was dope. It felt That good. was the goal. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so we did that to sort of close it out. You know, our plan was to recap all the panels and do all the stuff, but it ended up just being us talking shit to each other and having yeah. fun and right. then letting the crowd ask us questions and and that led to some really cool back and forth and good questions and stuff that i would i never even thought of yeah. um so that was fun but um and then yeah the people you meet there i feel like it's cool because as a dj it's someone that we know we're all cut from the same cloth we're all kind of have the same goals yeah. and everybody that's there is like in a way willing to help each other. Like we're yeah. all there to invest in ourselves and to invest in the DJ culture. So anybody you met there, whether they're from London or Dubai or Utah, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're all going to be connected now going forward. Yeah, it's dope. I, I ended up actually getting like four potential bookings. Exactly. Like one in Dubai, one in uh, with the homie play from out there. Yeah. Um, Danny West and Dallas hooked up with him, finally met him, hung out. Super dope guy. Yep. Um Ammo from New York. He was just like, anytime you want to come down, I finally met Kev. I had worked with Kev, but never met him from oh, San okay. Diego, El Chingon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I never met him in person till yeah. that night. So 
So we got to hang out, you know, got a couple drinks in us and like, it was dope, you know? I saw yeah. Ka- uh, Chaos from San Diego too. Oh yeah, dope DJ, yeah. super homie, great guy. He's actually guy. DJing at my spot this Saturday. So Oh, he is? Yeah, yeah I hooked him up. Um, dope. Yeah, but it allowed me also for my spot like, right. get you going. I know we have like a, a date. Yeah, yeah. And then I also got Chaos and a couple other guys going over there too. So it it like it was amazing, bro. I, I met Randy, met James Hype, Vinny Vibe. Right. Everybody was just there, you know? Everybody. Yeah, that's the thing. It's people that we don't meet that we're in the same industry. And a lot of times we're working. Like, where you're like, okay, I'm here tonight. And I'm like, oh, we're here. And everybody's always somewhere. So yeah. we don't get to connect like that. And Or with the club owners or the bookers or, you know, Randy, Pedram, like people like that. So super Crazy dope. that you mentioned Pedram. Like, I didn't quite meet him. Yeah. He was in and out, man. It was yeah. like, I, I hit him. I'm like, where are you at? He's like, I'm already back in Vegas. I was like, what? That's so yeah. fast. But like. I think a day or two, he just followed me randomly. Oh, dope. Like, we didn't follow each other, didn't anything, and he just followed me. Nice. DM'd him about, like, his panel, and he, like, hit me back and was like, anytime you need to chop it up. Like, super, super humble dude and... Super humble. He's a great guy. I met him at the first one. We were just randomly put in the same car, like in the Denver airport, and we had to drive an hour and a half to the middle of nowhere to where the the first retreat was. And so I ended up meeting him and we hit it off you know and and, uh yeah i'm doing marquee day club next month i'm doing tau you know in august and have a good relationship with him and he's just like a great dude he's a gen he's a genuine person and within that industry you know how like there's a lot of not genuine people you know what i mean and you play both sides you know so that's what we're gonna tell people on this but like you you know, you're a DJ, you make your own, I mean, you send me these dope bootlegs as well. So you do yeah. your production, you have all your business stuff we'll get into, but also you throw your own parties and do the bookings at heat in, uh, orange County, right? Yeah. On Saturdays. Yeah. I'm kind of like, uh, damn, I wouldn't say like a promoter, but it's like the complete package of like everything that goes on behind the scenes. So it's like, right. From booking to like hiring this girl to, this is the way I want the bottle show to look to like it's great. Yeah, it's it's dope because you get to to see the back end, but I've always done that, you know? It's not uh-huh. my first club that I do that. Usually I'm a partner with like four or five people, but on Saturdays it's just pretty much me and some guy named Gbrum. Oh, He's okay. a partner, but he just worries about promo. Right. But yeah, bro, it, it, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, you're like, what DJ's hot? Who am I booking? Why am I booking this person? Right. You know, and so on and so forth. Openers, the right openers cuz that can be, you know, right. nightmare too. I know. I saw on your Twitter a couple of times. You're like, just walked in, getting burned. I was yeah. like, oh damn, who's the op- who's the DJ? <laughs> Bro, it happens. It's like I don't want to put anybody on blast, but like you're walking in, and you know, Pepas is by far still one of the biggest records. And like, yes, it's like 11:30, and they're playing Pepas, and, and everybody's clapping. Yeah, and you're you're like, like, yo, how am I yeah. supposed to go on right after this? Yeah. So then you have like, you know, they play like four or five bangers back to back. It's right. like they're trying to show you that they're a good DJ too, and you're just yeah. Like, I mean, that is such a lesson to everyone out there, and I feel like we say that all the time, and as older DJs, maybe we just take it for granted that we yeah. know, but the younger DJs, you will not impress the older DJ, or just the the people you're trying to impress, you will not impress them by playing the biggest yeah. song ever. That will never be impressive. Yeah. It's more impressive to play more unknown songs or old school songs or craft a set that can still get people going 
without playing the big songs. That yeah. as like whenever I had an opener that could do that, I was like, yo, I'm connected to this person forever. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna always recommend this person. Cause I know if they're doing good in this position, they're gonna absolutely smash it as yeah. the headliner and they're gonna be able to hang around me, see how I do it, and then be able to go in there. You know, so it's like Yeah. For a while I used to see Butch open up for Vice a lot. Yeah. So I would go always- when I would go see him, like at Mai Tai's Echo Days back in Long Beach. Right. Like I would always like be like, damn, Butch is such a great opener. So then when I started for a while, Mark the Spot. Yeah. He was like always asking for me to open, like no matter where it was. This, I got a lot of little residencies in Hollywood because of that. Right. But I knew Mark the Spot set and I stayed away from all that stuff and set him exactly. up to the point where it was just like, he's just like, you come, I come in and I'm just slam dunking. Like it's so easy. Right. You leave it there for me. But I like... I learned because of Butch opening for Vice, you know? That's interesting. Like, I never, that's how I knew how to open. Right. And I opened for so many years. And then when it was time for me to, like, it was so easy because if I had to knock out a three-hour set, it was like I set myself up and then, you know, peak hour, I was just banging it out. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that sort of uh, talks to the point of, Go to the place that you want to DJ and yeah. be around the people and absorb the the everything, the vibes, the early, the late, what's happening, who's doing what, who's playing what, because that's how you're going to learn all this stuff. If you hadn't gone to see Mark the Spot a bunch of times and you just like came in open and left or, you know, yeah. like, yo, I'm busy, I got to do this thing, you wouldn't be as good and he wouldn't want you to open, you know, yeah. because you have to know, know the deal. Like even I was just in... Um, Atlantic City. So I went from the Beyond the Music retreat the next day, and I, I DJed at HQ2 in Atlantic City. And I went out there. I had dinner with the bookers. Um, shout to Zach. Um, and he was like, yo, uh, you know, how well do you know Nick Spinelli? And I'm like, oh, I was just with him at the retreat. He's so yeah. funny, dude. Like, we were doing this and that. And he's like, well, he's been coming in here every week, and he wants to DJ. And it was just cool to see, like, he was doing what we're talking yeah, about. You know Randy, what I mean? Randy he, was touching on that a big. Right. Big that just Randy, being yeah. around the place, even if you're not DJing, if you have an off night, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, go like I'm off tonight. I'm probably going to try to go out. It's harder, obviously, when you get yeah. older and I have a kid and wife and I'm doing things. But at the same, especially if you're younger and you don't have any of that, like yeah. go out a bunch and just be around. You're going to. You're going to learn songs. You're going to connect with people. There's so many things that are going to happen that night that are going to potentially help you or change your life yeah. that you think, oh, whatever, you know, like, and don't get too faded. Yeah. No, yeah. I, <laughs> or I do know. it with the right person, I guess. Yeah, back to the retreat, Randy and Padron were talking about that, like just showing up, showing your face. Showing up. Being cool, learning what's going on. Yeah. Not getting too trashed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it works out, bro, because like a lot of my bookings now have came from just me showing love, showing up, like, oh, my God, right. here, like, what are you doing? Like, I, I heard about your night. It's dope, you know? Like, I can't yeah, check it out. Exactly. And then, like, by the end of the night, it'll, like, always happen, like, oh, we should have you here. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, yeah, let's work it out. Like, you know, let's make it happen somehow. Right. It's such an important lesson, you know what I mean, with that, just the being around and then and the opening thing, you know? So, yeah, DJs, just learn from that kind of yeah. thing and then just know that, yeah, like, we're, as the headliner or whatever are we we love to hear the creativity and the yeah. different songs and mixing the old school with the new school or some remix or something yeah. like that not playing peppas right before we go you on you know what's so crazy i feel like the word play and all of that is like gone nowadays right uh 
I mean, it's hard. I guess sometimes I get beat down from like, because I'm like, oh, I'm going to do all these wordplay things. And then when nobody notices it, I'll be like, why did I even do that? No, I'm but, saying as an opener, like there's no like oh, creativity right. as an opener. Like they're just yeah. so in a rush to like, okay, let me shine, let me shine. And I'm just like, right. get creative with what it is. Um, yeah, totally. I actually just seen, I forgot his name, but he had a crazy with the up, uh, with the, what is it, uh, the up. He did a little transition with that song okay. into, like, the Cardi B, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, that's so amazing. That was so good. You know, but it's like when you see these young kids come up with these word plays, um, yeah. it, it amazes me. Q3, I, know. I think I've seen Q3, JQ3 or something. Oh, JQ does it, Mark Cuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those I mean, kids are like, I, I, I'm a fan, you know, and yeah. it's like that kind of brings me back to it. And it helps me, you know what, like it helps me out with edits too, like, yeah. I'll help me out, and I'll like, oh, I'll spark an idea, and I'll go off of that, and I'll right. feed off of that, you know. But it's like, bro, it's, I think, just opening strong, knowing how to set up your your headliner is so important nowadays, bro. I know, yeah, it's so true. Like, what what other uh, panels did you check out there that kind of um, stood out, or you remembered something from? My favorite were the, obviously Padron, Randy, um, Kev. Um, yours was dope because it was just uh, crooked. Had a lot oh, and of I just well, I gotta say one thing, Kev. I know I was thinking of another person from El Chingo, and Kevin I've known forever. I yeah. didn't want to <laughs> say sorry, Kevin. Love you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that those ones were good. That I remember that was the one when I I actually moderated that panel on the first year, and I was actually nervous. I'm like, what do I ask these people? Yeah. And then before the thing, I thought, all right, you know what? I'm gonna ask. Number one, everything I want to know personally and yeah. everything I would have wanted to know as a younger DJ coming yeah. up. So I just asked them, like, you know, went in, like, asked yeah. them all. It was, like, Pedram and Yoni and a few people. Yeah, the other one that stood out was Nick, actually, Nick Spinelli. He oh, was, okay. Uh, he was, like, dope. He explained how he blew up and what yeah. he was doing. His wordplay is actually dope. I just I know. I didn't know about him. Which is so crazy. I mean, I didn't either really like until he became the curator for Beat Source, the wedding stuff on yeah. the website. They were like, yo, we got this guy, Nick Spinelli. And I'm like, okay, his name sounds familiar. They showed me his stuff. And I was like, oh, this guy seems like a character. And yeah. so I started and, and he's going to be on the podcast. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch his YouTube. And I'm like, this dude it's fucking hilarious. Like yeah. this guy's like, and then I was like, Oh, he's actually dope. Like yeah. he, he practices scratching. He's doing this. He's doing everything, you know? Yeah. So then when I had him on, I was like, I love this guy. He's yeah. hilarious. So, uh, actually finally meeting him in person at yeah. the retreat was amazing. Um, and then him was that the one Cleveland Terry interviewed him and they were talking about the glory hole thing. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was like, I stopped using it. <laughs> that was so so funny. He's so funny, dude. Like yeah. just the way he he says stuff. But but it was so interesting. Him and uh, 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 Hobby Beats. Um, yeah. It was so interesting to hear how they blew up on TikTok and yeah. the different ways and the work they put in and what they're doing still to make it grow and stuff like that. Yeah, it's dope. I mean, just uh, a little bit on Nick. I want to hang out with him now because I saw <laughs> yeah. him how he is. You know exactly. But uh, I'm I actually have have held all this footage from like YG's first show, the Migos first Crazy. show when I booked them at Belasco like wow. 12 years ago. Oh my God. So now it's like, I look at their stuff and I'm like, okay, cool. Now I know how to put it out. Right. Cause I've been holding on to all this footage. I have like 
me and ASAP Ferg the first time we did a work remix oh my in God. a club. So it's like you can imagine how crazy these, yeah. these songs have been. Like, you know, they were so huge at the time. Right. And the crowd reaction is amazing. And I'm DJing for them. Right. But nobody ever saw it because I never put it out. Yeah. Like, that was my biggest thing is documenting it. But now that I right. see, like, how these guys, like, on TikTok, like, millions and millions of views, it's, it's crazy. Oh, my God. It's nuts, right? You know, yeah. It, it's, yeah. I think, you know, what I, look, I'm one of those, like, older DJs, like, what, this is what you do on TikTok, and I have like four followers. But like, I think what I've been learning, yeah. I've been putting work into it and learning from it. And you know, I think that it's like TikTok is more like you're DJing for the general public, you yeah. know, the club. Like, if you do too much hardcore complex DJ stuff yeah. or anything, it doesn't spread around that good. Like on Instagram, it might, but on TikTok. It's like the more basic yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it can still be cool wordplay like Nick Spinelli's doing or Hobby Beats. Some DJs are going to hate on it maybe. Like, oh, that's simple. But most human beings that yeah. like music and fun things go, oh, that's cool and, and understand it, which yeah. is why they're blowing up, I think. That was a point Nick made is like when you put it out on these platforms, it's not for the DJs. It's right. for the general public. Right. But as a DJ, it's hard. Like I'm yeah. supposed to do this mix for Pioneer. And I'm thinking, okay. How many DJs are going to be sitting there staring at me and then going, oh, he's not that good or, you know, whatever it is. And yeah. you're like, ah, but you have to get that out of your head and yeah. sort of like do it for a mix of it. And obviously there's two things to that. Like when I heard, it was funny because it was Nick Spinelli was saying that, but he was sitting next to Melo D who is legendary, yeah, of course, you know, DJ from the Beat Junkies, one of the greatest. And his videos are almost like the opposite, not the opposite, like they're both dope, but he's very intricate and it is for the DJs. Yeah. And I guess on one hand, I don't want that to go away. Like there is something to be said for making videos that inspire other yeah. DJs and push the culture forward and do crazy things that, you know, that aren't just for the general public. I do think that shouldn't go away. Like we shouldn't get so stuck on like, just put basic shit for basic yeah. people. It's almost like a nice mix, you know, yeah, because I want shit that inspires me or I inspire other DJs and, and push the culture forward like people like scratch bastard and melody and all those people do for us and jay espinoza and um but also you want to like grow your social media yeah, and course. and we're trying to dj to clubs with thousands of general people that aren't djs so yeah. it's like you got to hit both those like sides. I, I look at precise shout out precise yes i re shouted him out on a couple episodes yeah. and he was so happy and yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's incredible he he's took i think the TikTok, I call him the king of it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Because like, he, he keeps it so simple. Mm -hmm. But then it's like if you really know Precise, you know he has a skill and he can rock. Well, he know? makes it look easy is yeah. what he's doing. To do what he's doing is really hard. Like yeah. I was, I, I came up with this blend with that uh, Peru song, you know, yeah. and I found like, I probably found like 10 beats, but I was trying to do it with like maybe five or six beats where I switch it every eight bars. Yeah. And oh my God, I'm practicing in my room. And I was like, you know, I can do it, but it was hard to yeah. pull it off. And so you watch him, he makes it look so easy, yeah. but also he lays it out in a cool way where it's like 2010 versus 2020 or yeah. the songs you heard at your graduation or simple yeah. shit that you could like literally understand in two seconds, you know, yeah. and go, Oh, that's going to be cool. Oh, he pulled it off dope. Okay, you know, and it's like, that's why it works for, for me and you and for all them, you know, yeah. at the gas station. Like, but, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, if we were like a technical DJ and we were looking, you'd be like, oh, that's not cool. You get me? But it's like, like Nick said, you know, right. like all that stuff when you break it down, like precise breaks it down, like so easy that even my little brother can understand. It. Right. 
you know, your little cousin, anybody, you know, yeah. from, I think from six to 40 year olds, you know, like, yeah, you're going to be like, that's dope. You know? Yeah, it's and true. People can relate to it and be like, yeah. Oh. And they look, the funny thing is that Nick and some of the other people are saying, and that I noticed when I was doing Twitch a lot is that, and in my videos that people notice things that you don't notice in the yeah. videos, especially when you post the live ones, yeah. people are watching them for different reasons. Like probably my biggest live video is just a seven second video of a girl coming in the booth and me going, excuse me, and like pushing her over. <laughs> and that's my biggest DJ video on my page. And it's like, why, you know, but, but it's funny because the comments are nuts. I'm like, look at that guy. Oh, what's that girl doing? Oh, you did this. Her drinks here. Like things yeah. I never even noticed. And people are laughing and picking it out and it becomes this social thing where they're all talking yeah. to each other about this video where i just make a funny face and look over you know but it's like <laughs> how many times do you get that like person in the booth and oh like, my god it was the most universal person. thing yeah. like that's why i felt like okay everybody can relate to this yeah. my face shows how i was feeling yeah. and what happened within like five seconds yeah. you know and it's always like on the side you're djing on you know like if you have to switch yeah. to the right side it's like they come to She's that She's right there, like, standing with her drink over it. And I didn't know it was at that booth in San Diego, like, where you had to go through, like, a door. You had to get through a booth, like, another table and a door to get in. So I'm like... She must have got in here somehow. Like, maybe yeah. she's the owner's daughter. Maybe she's the owner. Maybe I don't know who this person is. So I'm going to be nice. But, you know, that's why also at the end I blurred her face out because I'm like, what if she's like, <laughs> what if this blows up and it comes back? And yeah. it did. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to have, yeah. I don't want her coming back to me. You know, I don't want to bully somebody online. Between between that and the Bad Bunny request, it's out of hand right now. <laughs> the Bad Bunny requests are hilarious. Like, I did some super high-profile wedding. These people are, like, in their late 40s. They're like, you know, we're far away, like, it's not a type of thing where a bad bunny request is going to come. You know what I mean? They, they told me what they want to hear. There was nothing. They wanted no music after the year 2000. Okay. So I'm like, these people were very, yeah. and of course some lady has her phone and she's like showing me. I'm like, I can't see. She comes up bad bunny. I'm like, how is it How's happening it? here? I'm in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. I was like, no, they don't want, they don't want bad bunny. Cause they want just like old school mace, you know, biggie and you know, yeah. Motown. And she goes, but nobody's dancing. And I was like, but everybody's dancing. And she's like, no, they're not I'm like, okay. Uh, if you say so, you know, like yeah. she was convinced nobody was dancing and the entire place dancing. It's like jumping. the bad bunny. Uh, it's like they're, they're, they're like hypnotized. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's like. I don't know if he paid every DJ or every person. In the Did audience. he pay every DJ? Like, or what is happening? It's crazy. <laughs> no, the other day I played like I played like one of the best tracks right now. You know? Yeah. So, um, Titi me preguntó. Like, so I'm playing it. I probably like two songs after. Some girl comes up to me and goes, "Can you play Titi?" And I'm just like, "I just played it." Yeah. Like, where were you? Like, I saw you in the crowd. I know. And she goes, "I didn't even hear it." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, "Just play it again. It's gonna work." And it's going like, to work. What's going to work? <laughs> I was just like, you're like, yeah, of course. But at that point, maybe we need a silent disco like section for all the Bad Bunny yeah. people. It's like if you come up and request Bad Bunny, you get special headphones and you get yeah. to just listen to it in the club alone. <laughs> Some guy great. gave me this uh, pick sticker when I wow, was there at dope. the retreat. <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks. That's I already dope. played Bad Bunny sticker. Oh, DJ nonstop. He put it good uh, marketing. He put it on the back. I need that. <laughs> he gave me a few of them. So, 
I mean, yo, and also shout to Vlats who's in here, you know, helping us record and do the video. Uh, he made a Bad Bunny remix with uh, Salva. Uh, Salvi. Salvi, I'm sorry, so, sorry, Salvi. Salvi. Shout sorry. out to Sac Noel. Shout to Sac Noel and Salvi, both amazing producers. Yeah. I played so much other stuff, so dope. And uh, I played it in Atlantic City, uh, Pack Club. Everyone loved it. I filmed it. I sent it yeah. to you. I was like, "Yo, look, it's working," because it has this like you kept the integrity of the song and you kept the lyrics and everything. People can hear it, but you gave it this like upbeat, almost, almost like disco vibe. Right. I don't know how to describe it, but, um, it was house music, but it was that feel good disco vibe, but then kept the Latin yeah. vibe, obviously. Cause I mean, you guys know that sound. Um, and, uh, it was dope. I played it, I filmed it. And then when I played it, the opener, uh, DJ drift, um, another dope DJ was like, he does a show on globalization. He's like, Oh, I just put this mix on my radio show. And I was like, Oh, this is Vlats. He's like, Oh, no way. I can't believe it. So yeah, good job. <laughs> so that's helping me play bad bunny <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. in other ways. Now I can play the original and then that song in one night and that girl can tell me it'll work and we'll, we'll yeah. be good. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's crazy right now. With the whole, I prepared a whole like remix folder of all the bad, because I know everyone's yeah. going to play the original. So I'm just like, right. Got to find ways around it, but I know it's going to get requested 40 times tonight. I know I've tried to like find different ways to, to mix it in or, you know, I don't speak Spanish too, so I always feel left out. I'm like, I don't know what I'm playing right now. <laughs> like, what do, you, I, what do you think is bigger right now, Bad Bunny or or Drake? Uh it's hard. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I I mean, I feel like globally, Bad Bunny. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Like what about the new Drake? Uh, it's an interesting conversation. I don't know. I mean, I liked it. Like, look, when I, I was in Atlantic city when it came out and they hit me like, yo, you can go on at 1230 tonight. And I was like, okay, so I'm on the East coast. So it dropped at midnight. And so immediately I'm in my hotel room, like trying to download and be like, here we go. What songs can I play? And I remember going through it like, oh shit, this is different. You know, I'm not mad at it, but whoa. Yeah. Okay. I don't, oh God. You know, so like everything was like. Whoa, there's a four minute weird ah, ah, ah yeah. sound before like the beat kicks in, but I'm like, this is dope. So I picked out a, I was like, okay, maybe Sticky could work. Sticky, yeah. Cause also I'm in Jersey and it was kind of Jersey club ish yeah, yeah. in a way. And same with that other one with the bed squeak sound. I forgot the name of the song. Um, what is it like, Texaco Green or something? No, that one had almost like the Afro beat, Afro house kind of intro one. I think it's uh, massive. Massive was like the piano house yeah. one. That one I put in the crate to play, Sticky, and another one, and then the 21 Savage one. Yeah, and uh, I think I played a couple of them, and people didn't know it yet. But I just wanted to hear it loud in a club. But I don't know. I mean, I like it. I tend, I think I've noticed myself going back and putting Massive on more than anything because it's kind of like a feel-good track. It was funny. Like, I put it on in my house, and my wife loves Drake. My She listens to the radio all the time. My son, you know, also as well loves Drake, and they listen to it. And I put it on her house, and she's like, what is this? And then my son's like, can you put on, like, a real song, like, with words that I want to <laughs> sing? And I was like, oh, shit, okay. So I was like, well, this is Drake. You know, like, well, we don't like it. Um, but it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, my gut feeling is I like it. I have not been able to listen enough yeah. to give it a full-on judgment. But I'm all for people experimenting. I thought it was cool. Had some cool sounds. I love black coffee, like, and some of the people involved. And I thought it sounded good. Yeah. No, I, I 
when it came out, I listened to it halfway, and then I had like a gig or something. Right. And then I was just like, I'm gonna listen like two more times, and I fucking love it now. Like, I'm yeah. Like, I understand where he was going with it. Right. But it was like a lot of people are just so quick. They're so used to like, yeah, like club Drake and like you know, right? Like where's zero to a hundred? It's yeah. like yo, let the guy do something else, yeah. you know. And I also think that Twenty One Savage is just like for him to remind you, like, look, I could still do this shit right. if I want to. Yeah. And he just like threw that in at the end. I mean, that's just my opinion, but I yeah. fucking love the album. I thought it was dope. I mean, yeah. it sounded good to me. Like everyone was hating on it i'm like i don't know like and it was funny because i'm flying back from the east coast and i look you know i was on a six hour flight and i look next to me and this dude's in the middle seat with the airpods on listening to the drake album and i was like i put on twitter hey the guy next to me on the plane's listening to the drake albums take that haters and djs because <laughs> a normal human being was just listening to it you know it's not just djs arguing about if we can play it or not yeah and the memes are crazy bro <laughs> the memes go so crazy bro <laughs> There's a lot of funny shit. Like, bro, you know. It's so crazy. Anytime I want to laugh, I'm on Twitter. Like, oh, my Twitter's God. Bro. Twitter's ridiculous. Twitter's yeah. undefeated. Bro. I mean, if you need to see every meme all in one place, you can go to DJ Homicide's uh, page, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> crazy with it. He finds everyone, aggregates it, like puts it all in one place. I'm like, okay, I'm going to see every Drake meme ever today. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and then the Beyonce came out. You know, that's a whole different vibe, too. But at the same time, it's funny, too, because people are like, house music is back. We're taking things back. It's all new. I'm like, Drake has had a song that sounded like that on every album. Yeah, I course. mean, he had Passion Fruit. He had Take yeah. Care. He had um, the the other Rihanna one that was almost like an Afro house one that I still play all the time. Yeah. Um, can't even think of the name now. But uh, he always has songs like that. You know what I mean? And Beyonce, too. What was like Girls Run the World and Diplo produced it? And it was an Afrojack song yeah. that they turned into like a pop song, but it was still 128 BPM, yeah. almost house with the... Yeah. Bali funk got a drums. I don't know how you describe Rihanna it. Rihanna always had one like that. Rihanna too. always, every single time. And Nicki Minaj. Uh, Calvin Harris, you know, I know he's different. He was the producer, but yeah, Nicki Minaj. So it's not like it's that crazy. It yeah. it was very nineties house influenced, and everybody's arguing about this whole why is she paying Robin S writers and is it a ripoff or is it just an like a ode to it or whatever it is i don't know you know what i mean it's uh i did a i did a mashup edit whatever you want to call it to it uh last night i started sending yeah. it i'll send it to you i think did i send it to you or okay i'll send it to you after with this um but i just took i was messing around in in serato and then i just put it over michael jackson don't stop till you get enough and i'm oh, like yeah. oh it sounds so good and um someone i know has a membership to that uh uh AI, it's like artificial intelligence uh, website where it makes acapellas. It'll make stems, instrumentals, oh, and acapellas. Damn. So dope. I used this one program to make it, and it sounded pretty bad. And I'm like, I can't put this out. And I sent it to my friend, uh, shout to Drew. And he was like, watch this. And he run, you have to pay, like, not that much, and you run it through this system. And it almost sounds perfect. And it's yeah. it just does it automatically. So it's the future. That's so crazy because I've always struggled like. Oh, my God. Me too. 
getting the acapella. Like, yeah. Only if I had the instrument. Yo, it's called, I'll give it away to everybody. So here you go. But it's called, um, I think it's called L-A-L-A-L-A.ai, like La 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 or something. Or if that's not it, just Google it. It's something like that. But yeah. now everybody's going to make good acapellas. Yeah. But I'd rather have everyone make good acapellas and have good things to play yeah. than me just keep the secret. Um, but I, yeah. I actually you know. just got a folder with all the Drake acapellas for the new album. So oh, really? Like, yeah, I'm actually working. I, I don't know. Did Dope. I send you the massive one I did? Uh yeah, actually, shoot, I need to listen to it. You sent it in the text. I meant yeah, to yeah, listen yeah. to it, and then we started texting, and I lost yeah. track. So after yeah. this, I <laughs> sent it because I did it because I I think I did it with the do it to it. Oh okay, just to make it like yeah, you know, playable in the club or whatever, right? Like more playable. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna remix like sticky. Yeah, just do stuff like that because I think these songs, the lyrics are dope, bro. Like, right, and there's gonna be so much people can do. I saw Puffy, who also was at the retreat, which was such a surprise. Like, I walk in, I was like, "You're here? What are you doing here?" He's yeah. like, "I had to go to Barbados, but I figured I could come here first. I'm yeah. like, "Damn, you're stopping off in Arizona," That's but crazy. he's one of the best DJs and such a good person. But he just posted today a sticky remix, but he got like. I think like dance hall people to rap over the beat. He made it into like a rhythm, but it That's sounded sick. it sounded really dope. That's sick, yeah. yeah, I want to hear what you do with it. Um, yeah. So yeah, so you do. You know, we're we're going off on all these tangents, um, but like to talk about the stuff you do. Um, you DJ, and I want to get into like how you got into that. But you also do these bootlegs, and yeah. how far, how deep are you in on the production stuff? Like, are you making beats? Are you like making songs? Are you just on the bootleg kind of edit world? So to just take you back. I don't know if you remember DJ Jules from Project Junkies. Okay. Like uh, Latino 96.3 or something at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was the one that actually taught me on Pro Tools how to start producing. Oh, wow. So my thing was I wanted to learn how to produce. Yeah. But obviously, like, I had my own events, DJ and all that stuff that I couldn't. Mm -hmm. So he was just like, look, bro. He's like, we're remixing. Why don't you start making edits? He was on Crooklyn Clan at the time. And he okay. was just like. Take it serious, and, you know, we'll put you on and whatever. Right. The time, I, I couldn't really do it, like, yeah. at the time. So I was just like, damn, you know, like, I don't have enough time. He had actually bought a studio. He was just like, look, you could come in here and work anytime. Full-blown studio, like, and I just, I would try, and it just wouldn't work out. Like, I would have a gig. I would have this. I would have meetings. Like, right. I was just like, damn. You can't do everything. So I started just making edits at the time. This was, like, six, seven years ago, maybe. Okay. Just for my set, like, to make my sets better. Yeah. Like, cut downs, add this, do that. So then I had stopped completely. Like, Ableton came out, and I started, like, learning Ableton, whatever, with him. Um, he's an amazing producer, by the way. Shout out to Jules. Uh, he's actually a realtor now. Doesn't even. Oh, crazy. You know, he, he, he goes for some people, but, you know, yeah. that's another conversation. Wow. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's amazing. He taught me everything that I know as far as, like, producing. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, Dago too, DJ Dago. He's now GOV. I have a couple songs with him. Um, but pretty much I created stuff that I know that I can use in my sets. Right. And then, you know, when I was talking to Phenom, he's like, bro, you got to put these out. Like, yeah, everyone needs to hear these. Like, some of them are amazing. And I was sending them to Splice. And he was just like, bro, I use your edits 100% of the time and they always work. Wow. And that's when I was just like, well, maybe I needed to start taking this serious. So I told Julian, I you know, just called him. And he's like, yeah. He's like. Matter of fact, put the Project Junkies drop in your in your stuff, too. And I've always wanted to be part of that crew when it was, like, big. Right. So he was just like, well, technically, it's just you and me, but it's just <laughs> you now, you know? And I was like, all right, whatever. So I have my DJ crew and then, like, Project Junkies when it comes to, like, produ produ bootlegs and stuff. Yeah. 
So I started just like pumping out stuff, and and Phenom was like, "I'll get it up on DJ City." Dope. And shit, I kind of just been sending it to them only, right? Kind of exclusive to DJ City, and yeah. Well, Phenom's always looking out, and and shit, I've been pumping them out like crazy. That's great. I know sometimes it's hard to know where to put it. Even last night, like I put it on my Instagram and my TikTok. And TikTok, so funny, TikTok's supposed to be the place you can post all these things. Yeah. My shit got deleted like three times in a row. The second I posted it last night, I'm like, yeah. what? And then I put it on Instagram and Twitter and it stayed up and SoundCloud. So I don't yeah. know what the deal is. But people are like, where can I get it? And I'm like, I don't even know. I was just sending Dropbox link because sometimes it's hard to know. Yeah. And I'll send it to DJ City. But sometimes people can't, you know, they can't post yeah. the... I'm using Beyonce and Michael Jackson together, so it's kind of yeah, a hard. <laughs> you get flagged right away. That's what happened on TikTok. It was so weird. I posted a one-minute version, a three-minute version, and then I posted the full one, four minute and 38 seconds, because they let you post 10-minute TikToks yeah. now, which I'm like, who's watching a 10-minute TikTok? Yeah. I just tried it, and it worked on the four minute and 38 second, but it's not showing it to anybody. Like I can tell like yeah, only like course. three people like it, you know, that yeah. someone who does it like, this is crazy, I need it, but on the other platforms, getting all these, you know, people, yeah. Diplo, everybody who's hitting me last night, like, send me this. I was like, oh shit, I need to put this out. Like. Yeah. I didn't realize people would like it that much, but yeah, it's, uh, I know I send, you know, but, and also you never know you're in your house doing that stuff, you know, and, and you don't know how many people would want it, you know? And like, yeah, like, like you're saying with your stuff, you know, like how good it is. Yeah. Actually, I've just, you doubt I've just uh, started recording myself, like the, the thing, like screen record it. Oh, I dope. post it on my story and be like, if you guys want this, just let me know. And like, I'll joke around, just leave me a five star Yo, review, and I'll send it to you. <laughs> so everyone that, like, wants it, like, I just did a, what was it? I think I just sent it to you. It wasn't It wasn't Ferrari. It was a. Uh, you sent me one that was, like, a big room mix. It worked really good. Yeah. I, I can't remember what it was either. I just did it. I just did one. But everyone was like, send that to me. Send it, send it, send it, send it. And I was like, all right, cool. Just text me. Yeah. And then, like, everyone was just texting me. But that's that's how I gauge it now. Like, it's right. like. You know, if people want it, like, here it is. Here, Same. here you go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a Calabria one because I don't have a good remix of it. Oh, right. So I finally made one with uh, Hardwell and, and Quintino. Wallace. Oh, dope. Okay. So I sent it to you, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that um, was the one. It was yeah. dope. So everyone was just like, send it, send it. But I think, you know, like, just, you know, your audience on Instagram or whatever, Twitter. Right. Like, whoever just hits me and then, like, everyone's like, are you going to email? I'm like, just text me. It's easier for me. Yeah. Everyone's just like, you're dope. Like, people usually hold on to these. I'm just like, nah. Like, Nick always, that's one thing I took from Nick, too, is, like, just give it out. Fuck it, you know? Yeah, you're going to have infinite ideas. Yeah. It's going to always go. And, like, people are going to get it one way or another. Yeah. And 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 at the end of the day, <clears throat> hopefully it spreads around. And the other DJs or bookers or whoever knows you did it are like, this is this person coming up with amazing ideas. Like, yeah. let's bring them out to our club or party or whatever it is. Yeah. Right yeah. now I'm on some stuff where I want like eighty to ninety percent of my sets to be just my edits. That's that would be incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm working towards. Is like just pumping out so much work. Right, and that's a cool thing. Like as open format DJs, if we're not, you know, there's been these debates online of like, oh, if you're not playing all your own stuff, you're not a real DJ. And I know they're talking to like festival kind of DJs, yeah. but I think. And then, like, I saw fashion and different people getting into it, like, book open format DJs at festivals, and, well, this is why we don't. This is why we should. And and I think that um, that's the thing. We get a bad rap for, like, playing only other people's music, but yeah. we can do it in this crazy creative way. And especially if you're making your own edits and bootlegs yeah. and your set is like that, then it's very, uh, 
you know, specific to your own sound. I think it's pretty yeah. dope. That's why. That's why too. I'm also doing uh like originals, not because like I'm like oh I'm so big on it, but it's like I feel that's the way to get to the festivals, and yeah, the clubs. Like I think so. Yeah, you know, like the TikTok and all that. Like have somebody, you know, I know so many people, so it's easy for me to be like, hey Anwar, make a TikTok with my song. Hey Nick, uh, Paddywhack. Like right. these are my friends that come yeah. to my club. Anwar's right. actually a business partner of mine. Like. Oh, okay. You know, Dan Rue, I know him for years now. Like, I could just be like, hey, I need you dancing. Right. One of my, you know, so it's like, I just feel you have to kind of produce your own stuff now. Right. Like originals, you know, in order to get to that level. That's definitely what takes people around to some of the bigger bookings, it seems like. You know, even I had uh, Eccentric on the last podcast, and he was saying how they made that. Badinga like twerk song back yeah. in the day, you know, and he's like, he had barely been on two airplanes, and next thing he knows, he's going to Indonesia three times and playing in huge rooms and festivals and diplos with him, and everybody you know, he's going yeah. all over the place and playing, you know, in Detroit, and then having to fly back to work the next morning at a graphic design place, and it was from that song, that one remix, you know, and yeah. then obviously he makes so much amazing stuff, but. You just never know what is going to hit and hit with the right person. And the next yeah. thing you know, you're in Indonesia at a festival yeah. <laughs> playing Hell it. Yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, that's what, that's what I told Fee. Like, I wanted to travel more. I feel yeah. like I'm big in the city. I've done a lot of things for the city. But then it's like I've never really got out the city, you know? Right. Like, outside of, like, only to Vegas and back, I had the daylight residency for a while. Yeah. But it was like, other than that, I wasn't really going anywhere yeah and i think there's different ways to do it we were discussing before kind of like how uh prices for flights are so much yeah. now and so now if you get offered a 1500 dollars gig somewhere like the flight's like 1100 dollars, yeah. and you're like why am i even doing this you know or yeah. it's not the same and yes if you just want to travel or you want to connect sometimes maybe it's worth spending all the money on all the stuff and you know you have to weigh the options but um but yeah it's a different uh time and i think making the music yourself could get you places yeah. in a better way you know and get paid but there's different approaches i mean you were mentioning earlier about like bringing a videographer with you everywhere and documenting yeah. everything and being able to show it and i've seen your videos your recap videos on your instagram and all that uh, from like just your night in uh, that you do your saturday night alone are amazing it, it shows you the energy, it, yeah. it's high quality. It shows you the people that are there. It shows you what's going on all within like 30 seconds or however long yeah. the video is. And you were saying you're doing this spot tonight and like kind of, you know, you're super hyped to rock it and you're going to do a dope set, but you're also excited to bring your videographer and document it and show everybody. Yeah. And we were saying how sometimes it would be worth it to even pay your videographer everything, you know, and have them have such an amazing thing of content rather than worrying about, Oh, am I going to get this amount of money? You know what I mean? Or something, because in the long run, you're playing the long game, you know, to be honest, I'll probably be left with like a hundred or 200 bucks. Cause I'll use it for like editing, photography, whatever I'll, I'll feed, feed my guys, you know, but it's like the content like now, I mean, I established myself enough to have money to like, I'm in other ways. Yeah. But I think it's so important to document. Right. If you need money, take money. But like at the same time, you got to invest. That's the investing in yourself. That's the spending money and time to go to the retreat, spending time and money to have your videographer and have them do it, you know, and uh, get a good videographer too, not just any guy. Like I I really like sat down and when I met like with Phenom and a couple other my guys, they were just like, get the best guy. Who's your person? Danny. (laughs) 
Danny. Danny. Yeah, right. That's his name. Danny Dirty Draws on Instagram. Shout out Danny. Shout out Brandon. Good visuals on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Um, GUD visuals. Um, okay, that's my dope. photographer. Shout out them. Um, Danny's amazing. He does a lot of like stuff for Tao Beach. Uh, I mean, Tao Group. He's right. gone to Tao Beach. Uh, he did the marshmallow video for Tao. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's all his work. He's uh, done Travis Scott. Like, he's amazing. amazing. He's yeah. uh, like, I think he's very, very underrated. But he's one of those guys where you're just like, you see him and you're just like, who is this guy? <laughs> and then you just like, you understand his work and you're just like, wow, you would never imagine so much talent right. coming from him, you know? Yeah. But he's like, he's not he's not cheap either. But at the same time, I think where I'm at now, I understand, like, I'm paying for the best. I'm paying for right. quality. I'm paying. Right. And I don't mind, you know? And, and even, that applies to DJing. That applies to everything. You yeah. know, like, that's why, like, you, yeah, you, you want to get the best of, you yeah. know, it's like having the best ingredients if you're cooking food or yeah, something, you know, like, you're going to get what you pay for in yeah. a way. I mean, I might even go in the red, you know, after I put like a little sponsored ad right. for the video and all that stuff yeah. to spread it around. Like, but it's like, it's the things that come from it. You know, you might get like, for example, I just did a, a sponsored ad for my latest video uh-huh. and I got a private booking for like three grand oh. on July, I think July exactly. 2nd or something. Yeah. First. That's such a good way to look at it. You yeah. know what I mean? And then all these people you just met at Beyond the Music are going to see it and then yeah. be more excited to bring you out for the thing because they see what you're doing and what you're putting in and how you're documenting it yeah. and, uh, you know, all that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So. And it, it always pays out. Like, documenting it all actually got me, like, back at Penthouse, which is, like, the number one urban right. club out here. And uh, I saw your video from it with, like, Ja Morant yeah, and stuff. Bro, it was so crazy. Like, I'm, I'm in there, and then, like, Ja comes up to me and he goes, what's up, bro? I know you got <laughs> some young boy in there. And I was like, yeah, I got you. What you want to hear? Gives me a list of, like, 40 songs. And I was just like, okay, I'll probably play, play, like, seven to ten of these throughout the oh my god. My set. But, bro, every time I played Young Boy, he was going crazy. And that's what you want, yeah. yeah. He's, like, doing the gritty around the club and yeah, stuff. Nah, he, was, he was pretty cool. He was chill. Like, to be honest, it's, like, it's so crazy. You see these guys, you know, you see Morant dunking on everyone. Oh, my then, God, yeah. Like, he's in front of you, and he's just, like, chilling, vibing with you. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, play this. Like, oh, yeah, that goes hard. Like, so it's it's always dope to, like, be around that type of energy, you know? Right. Yeah, and that club, a shout-out, uh, Sean Sam, the owner's. That club is amazing, bro. That club is... I don't see anything like that club. Right. You know, um, their shows. That's yeah. the first club I've gotten tip $1,500 for one song. Oh, my God. So crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy, bro, the amount of money that goes That's, up. like, Vegas-type stuff. You yeah, know? bro. This dude came in. He was like, play my song. And I was like, sure. He's like, I'll tip you. Comes up, gives me $1,500. And he goes, Damn. what bottle do you like? And I was like, nah, I'm good. He goes, don't worry. He calls one of the girls and goes, give, give him an ace. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. And, <laughs> like, that that day was amazing, bro. I was, was the song like, good? <laughs> yeah, it was actually, the song wasn't even bad. It was, like, a Memphis song. It was an artist from Memphis. Right. And, like, it wasn't bad, you know. And I played it, left it for, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 3264 bars. And I was like, this is pretty good. I'm going to yeah. run this back. <laughs> and I was like, I got to run this back. <clears throat> That's amazing. You know, they're in the building. Memphis in the building. I'm, boom. Dropped yeah. it again. He was like super happy. That's dope. And now every time he comes in town, he's like, "Yo, where you at?" I'm just. That's like, great. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I know. I used to do this spot every Wednesday in Hollywood called Area, and this dude would come in every week and like have a stack of money and a CD, yeah. and he would give it to me. He'd be like, "This is my song with Snoop Dogg," and I was like, "What?" And I would like put it in, and it would be him rapping with Snoop Dogg, and I was like, "All right." And then he'd be like. 
<clears throat> this every week, I swear it would be different. You go, this is my song with Dave Navarro, like the guitarist of Jane's Addiction. Yeah. I was like, and then I put it in, it'd really be like, dude, jamming on electric guitar over hip hop beat. They'd be like, this is my song with Tiesto. And it was like a house song, and he's rapping. And I'm like, who is this person? Yeah. And how much is he paying those people to yeah. be on the song? Because he's paying me to play it every Hell week. Yeah. But I was be like, all right, here you go. Play in the middle of my set. Back yeah. to the thing. He was super happy. So yeah, funny. It's, it's dope. It's dope. And I think, you know what? Like, going back to that, it's so crazy because I've had people come up to me and, like, ask, like, play some random song. And they're like, here's $4. Oh, and yeah. Just no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I just, like, look at them like, wait, what? Am I supposed to cut the vibe right now for $4? <laughs> yeah. So crazy, bro. I huh? know. Even sometimes when it's a lot of money and you're like, yo, I'm in charge. This is going to fuck everything up. You yeah. got to, like, be like, no, I'm I sorry. Always, I always listen to the track. Because sometimes I know people that have taken a couple hundred dollar tip, but fuck themselves over for yeah. thousands of dollars or for the future of working with a big company from a lot of gigs, you know, yeah, and I've course. seen that happen multiple times where it's, they're being very short sighted, you know, and I'm like, think about your future with these people and your job and all the yeah. stuff. It's not worth I don't care if the guy's giving you a hundred dollar bill. Like if you're going to mess everything up and they're going to look at you weird What's that $100? You just lost thousands or you yeah. lost your whole future with these people, you know? Yeah, to me, it's always like if I don't see them popping bottles to it, like, and I don't, right. the song is not what it is, like, what, what the vibe is, I won't even, Yeah, I'll listen to it and I'll just be like, I can't do it. Oh, I'll give you 500 like, Yeah. Because nah. to me, it's like they might not even bring me back. Exactly. This, That's what know? I'm saying. You're going to mess up your whole job just for this person's $500 yeah. when in the end of the day... It wasn't worth it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so definitely. it's all judgment. It's all reading the room. It's all the DJ skills that we have, which is reading the room for dancing, for if you should play things, who you yeah. should talk to or not, who you should let in the booth, yeah. you know, who you should connect with. And it's a lot of, you know, reading the room. And that's why we're saying don't get too faded. It's good to, you know, people can drink. You can do whatever you want, you know. And obviously it's a party environment. But there has to be an element of knowing what you're doing. You know at what's the same so crazy time. on Saturdays? I'm the Total opposite. I'm sorry to say, but I go against that. No, I'm not. Yo, I've gotten really drunk and done everything (laughs) every so many nights. I'm not saying don't do things. And I know the retreat was very like sober. You know, everyone was like, that's why it was funny. Because I'm like, we're all these. Yeah, it was like all the DJs out there like, you got to be sober, which is so respectable. And and it's great, you know, but everyone is different, you know, so and we are going to clubs to sell alcohol or what eventually probably sell weed or whatever it is yeah, that's course. legal in the place, you know? Yeah. Um, so I yeah. see both sides of it. <laughs> no, my Saturday is known for like, right. You know, turn up and yes. you know, there's no, there's no DJ that goes and outside of danger zone that, you know, he's like, is he like, sober? He's a true, true. Like he's never, he's never drank. I think he takes like one shot during his birthday. He's totally, really, I didn't know. know that. So shout out to danger. Um, Damn, he's but, not uh, that dangerous. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm joking, joking. Him. He's the only one I kind of like leave alone. And I'm just like, I don't force you to drink, but I try to drown people. <laughs> I try to force everyone to drink. Yeah. Oh, great. Now I'm scared to come. No, I mean, just prepare yourself. I tell everyone, like, just. I need a car the, service. Designated <laughs> driver. If you need an Uber Black, let me know. I'll order one for you. Yeah, or shit. Or a room next door. I like to drive, so. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's that type of environment. You get you get what I'm saying? I, wanna, I want you to have fun. Like, yes. I want you to turn up. <laughs> I want to see you at, you know, your peak, you know, and I 
Phenom knows what's up. Oh yeah. my god, I've had so like with all my Vegas residencies over the years, and like I remember being at the Wynn. I was there every Friday at least, you know, for three and a half years or something. And so many people would be like, "Yo, where you at? Oh, you're in Vegas. I'm gonna come out." And you know, you get the free bottles. And to yeah. me, I put the bottles there. I take my couple shots. Like I have a good night. But these people are on stage with me. I turn around and like so many weekends, I would end it with someone texting me like, or or I would see them months later like. Yo, I'm sober now. Ever since that night, I've never done And I'm like, <laughs> no, what happened? I'm so sorry. They're like, yeah, that was the craziest night of my life. And uh, I ended up in a gutter or, you know, it's like always like with me. And I'm like, and I don't even drink that much, yeah. but I would like try to just let them have a good night. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh God, how many people have I, maybe it was good. I led them to being an AA or something, yeah, but yeah. so many people are like, yeah, I don't drink anymore. I don't smoke anymore. I don't do anything after that night. I'm like, spider group. I wasn't trying to do that. Like, I was just trying to let you have a good time. So yeah. I know. I've seen that happen yeah, it's, uh, it's many crazy. of my nights. <laughs> a lot. I get texts like, damn, I've been hurting since Saturday. And it's Me like too. Tuesday. And I'm just like, wait, what? It's just like your party's crazy. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, it's people always want to have. They, they look at you now like, oh, right. he's fun. I want to have a good time. I'm going to go hang out with him. Yeah. I just want people him. to have a good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it's musically, drinking, whatever you want to do, you know. Yeah. Like, let's just go have fun. That's what it's all about. Yeah, that's you know? what I'm into is, like, now I'm trying to make my clubs, like, or my nights an experience, not just. Right. You know, like, I want to bring out dope stuff. Yo, I think that's such a, that's a good thing to touch on because I do think that's part of the reason why clubs have, have sort of not died out, but um, it's different. You know, the festivals have taken over in this way. And even I think a lot of the. EDM at clubs where they used to sell thousands of tickets to go see an EDM artist. They're maybe not selling as much for the nightclubs now because people can go see them at the festival and the festival is the full experience, 360 degrees and clubs pulled away from that, you know? So I think like leaning into the experience thing is like important and is in a way going to allow the club culture to continue to grow and stuff like that. And like, what do you mean? Like, what are some of the things you do to make it the experience? So the things that I don't do is let's touch on that first. Yeah. I, I see the girls that come out at other clubs and they're just like, they have this little like light and they're just going like this. And it's like, (laughs) it's one twenty eight, like it's one thirty, one twenty eight. you know, the BPM. Yeah. And they're like totally off beat. They're not synchronized. So I'm just like, how are you, Spend and they just thousands. stare at you with this half yeah. excited thing and you're like feeling awkward. <laughs> yeah, like you know, it's like you're spending fifteen, two K, three K, right, a thousand, whatever it may be, to get these bottles and it's like your presentation is half ass, it's your birthday. You know, like I always try to like tell the girls, you know, be excited, be happy. Like they come here to get away from their problems or just to have a good time, whatever it is, and like that bring sparklers, make Make everything like a big thing. Like right. you're important. You're important. It doesn't matter if you're spending five hundred or five yeah. k. Yeah. Like I had a guy spend eight thousand for his son's birthday. Yeah. His older son was the next week. He said, "Run it back." And I was like, "What do you mean? <laughs> you just spent eight k?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do another eight. Like, start me off. Like the shows were crazy. <laughs> what I would put on the sign for him was crazy. The little marquee that they bring out to put like funny quotes. Right. I would do different things. I would bring out like, you know, girls dressed up like circus vibes. Yeah. And I think I did a jungle vibe one time Then I did the tape, the girls in tape. Like I do different stuff, you know, that will catch their eyes, you know, and like I'll yeah. bring in an artist like unknown just to come hang out. Right. Like I'll, I'll be like, Hey, I'll shoot you some bread. Just come hang out. 
but people want to be around that. You know, it's like the element of surprise and. You know how they bring out your bottles, everything, the DJ announcing it. Yeah. I'm sure I shout out everyone, bro. Like, I want everyone to feel special, bro. Whether it's like you have the table in the back or the table right next to me or you're on stage, you know. And I think that's what a lot of clubs don't do. It's like I see these videos and I'm just like, yeah, how, how, how am I supposed to want to go to your club if it's not crazy or a good time? You know, it's like, right. I'm not going to spend $1,500 to like have these half-assed shows, you know, like I, I just... Yeah, I always feel that same. No, way. that's no, a good point. There's no CO two. There's no confetti. There's no, you know, there's no. Yeah, there's nothing going behind it. I'm just like, man, there's. Why am I coming here? Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Are there any other things you've learned, like from throwing your own party, that you had never thought of, or things through the experiences that now you do, you know, that you didn't before? Um, just just how to like. I guess accommodate everyone, bro. Like, yeah, how to greet everyone from the hospitality front. Like, factor. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like, I walk in, like I just started doing the the Vegas thing, where it's like if you're coming in, like you're my client. Yeah. As soon as you come in, it says "Welcome back, Spider." Oh wow! Like on the LED wall, stuff like that. If you have a company, I'll do my research enough to grab your logo behind your back and put it on the LED wall when you're walking in. Right. And rotate it throughout the night. Like you want to see that, like. Oh, it's it's great. It, it means so much to the people. And I think Vegas has that stuff down where, like, when I got to do Marquee, like, they let me concentrate on the show, and they're constant, they have people concentrated on the VIP bottle people. Of course, I can shout them out, and they tell me who to shout out and what's happening, and, and I'm, in, I'm, I'm in the know. But also, they're putting things on the screen and doing things and have the signs and have people in charge of that, which are going to continue to make the night better and make yeah. people feel important and loyal for the future and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, personally when I DJ, like let's say I see you popping off and I see a side that says spiders in the house or whatever. Yeah. I'll stop the music and I'll be like, Oh shit. I got my boy. Sp <laughs> I don't know you bro, but like I'm going right. to make it seem like we've been friends forever. Right. Like he's spending big money, big bottles. I need somebody else to spend. He's going to look at you like, Oh, spider popping off. I'm going to pop off too. You know? And it's that thing where it's like you right. make everyone, feel good bro like that's why they're coming to you, you know? yeah and it's just like you said hospitality how far can you take it right I come around and i'll i'll you know like bring my bottles and i'll take shots with everyone at your table yeah because that's that's what it is you're gonna be like oh damn he checked on me right like, oh he came yeah like, i've gone to the point where like i'll see somebody spend three four k and they're kind of running low and i'll go to the back and i'll tell the girl send him a moment <laughs> and send them with the sign that says best loves you right and like He'll be like, what is this? I didn't pay for this. And then they'll tell him, like, oh, Bess will send you this. And they'll trip out. And I don't know this person, you know? Right. Like, and they're just like, what the hell? And then that makes them want to find who you are, you know? Yeah. Because to us, it's like, what is, what is uh like, $60 or $70 that the Moet costs? It's, it's nothing, bro. Right. Like, and the, the biggest, biggest part to me is that the, the owners at Heat are willing to work with me. Yeah. So it's like they never question anything. So shout out Shadi and, and, and little Mike. Yeah. Um, they don't question shit. If I go, I got to send that table this, they don't question anything, bro. Like, they're right. just like, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Yeah, because they see the numbers, you know, at the end right. of the day, the numbers come in. And, you know, but it, it, it's a big help that an owner backs you and, and sees your vision and your ideas. But it's like, you know, it's like if you're spending, obviously, if you're spending that much money, you you don't care for anything for you. You can afford it. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's still that gesture. You're like, damn, this dude really cares for me. Right. Or like even even like having friends come over to their table and you know, like you have a couple more girls and then they want to party. You're like, hey, you wanna come drink my friend's free alcohol? And yeah. it's just like, Yeah, fuck yeah. And then they're happy because, you know, it was a bunch of guys and they want girls there. So you just like 
you know, now they meet and they're friends and, you know, yeah. they had a good time. So everybody's, it's a win-win. But I think the hospitality is so big that yeah. I've learned. And no, I mean, a lot of the things you said are things that DJ Vice had told me in a way, like when I was first getting into my big Vegas residencies, I remember having dinner with him and I was like, what? What do you do out here? Like, how do you, how are you so successful? What what are some of the things you do? And I remember him saying a lot of those kind of things of getting to know everybody, getting to know these tables, getting to know these buyers that are coming in to see you, uh, making them feel special on the mic. You know, he was he was on the mic like that before it was kind of a thing for us to be on the mic. Before it was like, no, you don't do the mic as an open format DJ now. Like, but he was doing it and stopping the music and in charge of the things and shouting out all the different people. And that was something that he really brought to the table and made him one of the biggest DJs yeah. in Vegas and one of the most trusted names of all the bookers and all the clubs. They know if they bring him in, he's going to figure out the right music to play, the way to use the mic right to, to make everybody feel special that's in there yeah. spending money, no matter how many times we've been there and how jaded we start to get of like, whatever, I see bottles and money all night yeah. on now, you know, when it's like, no, keep it, it's exciting and it's yeah. big for those people, you know. Yeah, so I think being on the backside has taught me that. So when I did yeah. it, like tonight, I don't have to bring a buyer. Like, I'm going to bring a buyer, though, and I'm going to show up with 15, 20 girls. Right. You know, and it's not because, like, like, there's a girl that I really want her to come out. I'll Uber her out. It'll cost me 100 bucks, But it's a great look for me. And the, the booker's going to be like, oh, shit, I need him on. Because he's yeah. going to show up with 15, 20 girls and book a table, you know? Right. It's not even the commission of the table or, like, bring it. But it's just such a great look. Yeah. But I know that because of the background of me right. running the club. Because you've you know? been on the other side of it. Yeah. So it's, like, it's just a good look, you know? So it's, like, you go that extra step of, like, you're making a recap. You're showing up with girls. You're booking a table. Like, right. But, it like, booking a table only allowed me because of the hospitality and running my own event. So now, at any given point, I could be like, oh, hey, bro, I'm DJing somewhere. Come out. Oh, yeah, give me three bottles, four bottles. Right. I'm all right, cool. I'll set them up. And, like, it's just, you know, like, the booker's always happy. I think that's the most important. Yeah. Those are such good points. I think, you know, we've touched on so much good stuff that I think – people could learn from and, yeah. and relate to, you know, if they, they, in their own cities and countries or wherever they're listening from. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I know we got to get out of here pretty soon, but, um, is there any, uh, any other stuff that I, you know, I, it's funny. I barely looked at my notes cause we were just talking about yeah. so much good stuff. Um, but I mean, <clears throat> you know, I guess we talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, like some of your influences and stuff, <clears throat> but like, how did you first get into DJing? Like, like who was your biggest influences? Crazy, you know? crazy story. So don't judge me, but <laughs> we used to do flyer parties. And there was this thing called like, Perreo. we used to have like the, the badges of the crew, party crews and all that stuff. So it was like underground, like South Central parties. Right. You know? And party crew is such a LA thing. I feel yeah. like, like I grew up here and going to raves and I would hear, you know, and I'm way older, but back then it was still party crews, party yeah. crews. So I was like 16 at the time, and this dude was just like, yo, you like to party? And I was like, yeah. He was my friend, you know? And right. he was like, well, I'm bringing back Perreo Entertainment. Do you want to be part of it? And I'm just a kid, and I was just like, yeah, I want to be part of it. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> so I was like, how do we make money? And he was like, well, let's focus. Let's worry about that later. So he, he was kind of like <laughs> a good approach. This, yeah, he was like making me do all this work on Facebook, like spam everyone. Right. And giving me like 100, 200 bucks. But when he was making, like, two grand. Right. But I was just happy to be part of it. So yeah. during these parties, I started seeing people doing Nas. And I was like, what do you charge for that? And he goes, two for five. Do you want one? And I was like, no. 
I do not want one. But I would just stab my hand and yeah. start looking at how much money he was making. So I was just like, all right, cool. So I started, like, thinking, and I was like, I started asking my friend that I threw parties with. I was like, how much is a tank? And he goes, like, 250 I think, at the time, filled up. And then you keep the tank, and it's like, I don't know, like 80 bucks to fill up or something. Right. So I was like, all right, cool. So next week I show up with my own tank. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm selling knives. <laughs> you're like, I'm doing what you're doing. Yeah. He's just like, why? And I was just like, I seen you make like $700. Yeah. So for like two, three years, I was selling Nas. And then my friend Boxer was like our in-house DJ for our crew. And I was stand next to him. And one time he was like, yo, I need to go to the bathroom. When I go and the song ends, you're going to press this button and the crowd's going to go crazy. I think it was like oh, back wow. at up at the time. Like, <laughs> like it was like. Everyone knew it. So he went, and I pushed it, and I saw the crowd reaction, and I was like, oh, I like this feeling. <laughs> so then for, like, the next six months, all I did was just stand next. I would sell Nas next to him, but it was just to, like, kind of, like, see That's what he was crazy. doing, you know? And then wow. I would just tell him, like, hey, can I can I come over to your house and just see you DJ? And he's like, yeah, why not? So he's the one that, like, introduced me. He's like, yo, Four Counts is a bar. Yeah. He made me understand music, and then from there on. That's amazing. I grew big in the in – the, What's it called the little perreo scene and all that stuff? Yeah, and then one of my friends started promoting uh, LA Live in Hollywood. Okay, um, he was just like, "Hey, you want to come DJ? Like, I know you can bring a lot of people." So the first night I showed up with like forty something people. Oh my god! I opened and then like the owner was just like, "Who are you?" Oh, the guy that ran the night was Locke okay. at the time, and he was just like, "Hey, like you have your own little crew," and I was like, "Yeah," and he just like, "Do it again, do it again. I'll give you more sets," and like I just kept doing it. Long story short, he ended up giving me my own, like, night there. Wow. And that's how I just started. And I just started, like, that's I was crazy. getting booked because of the people I was bringing. Right. Yeah, so it just, later on, it developed to, like, me having my first big, big nightclub, which was Belasco Thursdays. Okay. And that, like, that was, like, when I was 23. That took off. We were doing, like, 1,500 people weekly, like, wow, crazy. Amazing. It was such a dope time, too, because I, I would book, like, Migos and then, like, YG would show up. Um, what's Crazy. his name? Um, Migo showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. Mustard would always be there. Wow. Ty Dolla Signs would always just roll up. Crazy. Because they were so young, you know, and they were just like right. perform. I got to actually spin OT Genesis Coco the first time ever. Oh, wow. Before it was like even released. I have the the footage of it. Crazy. And I remember him handing it. He's like, I don't, I don't know if this is going to work, Pete, but like, just try it. And I was like, this is going to work. And I, I, he was like, why? I was like, it's just too catchy. Oh, my God. And still, then, you could play it. It's yeah, nuts. bro. And I just remember spitting it. And the whole crowd just, just still, like, looked at him like, what the fuck is this? And then, like, <laughs> two months later, it was, like, it was, like, the biggest shit ever. And I booked him for that song. And it was, like, sold out. Crazy. Shout out OT. Um, did it for wow. me for the low. Got him for the low, low. <laughs> but, yeah, well, you was, did that. That's dope. And, like you said, you have all that footage. You got to do something. Yeah. You got to maybe put together some, like, Throwback Thursdays yeah. when I did, the, you know, when I did this or something like that. Yeah, I have a bunch of it, in like hard drives. It's it's crazy. It's I did document a lot of the big big stuff, but it's like I should have done it a little bit better. But now I, I'm glad I still have it now, right? Because I can still remind people, like, look, yes, I'm doing dope stuff now, but as a kid, I was doing stuff that I didn't know yeah. was dope, you know, and like, yeah, you gotta let people know. Yeah, but that's kind of like where it started, and then through that, I met like Echo. And Echo was kind of the one that taught me how to, like, mix and was just, like, not taught me, but he was just, like, focus on being clean, focus on this. He brought me around, like, Scratchy, Vice. Oh, so dope. that's when I, like, got to learn, like, wordplay. Like, I was just, like, oh, my God. This was, like, Vice was getting, like, 
wasted, you know? So it was, yes. like, it was amazing. Yeah. I was hearing Vice, and I was just, like, blown away. Like, oh, me too. I would go hear him wherever I could, either in L.A., Vegas. Yeah. I'd be like, damn, this guy's killing it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the time. I got to listen to Echo millions of times. He was yep. so amazing at the time. Yeah. Yeah. My times was, like, my go-to on Wednesdays. Oh, dope. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's that's a great story. That's that's such a yeah. crazy way to get into it. Yeah. He's actually the one that handed me my first drink. Who, Echo? Yeah, if it wasn't for <laughs> Echo, I'd probably still be sober. No, <laughs> don't say that. And now he's sober. Or he's not sober, but yeah. he's not like... Yeah, I always remind him. He's not that. like Patron time anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was it was it was wild. I remember the he like gave me a Long Island or something the first time or something. <laughs> something like girly, like, here, drink this, try this. That started it all. Yeah, now <laughs> going crazy with the class azul. Wow, amazing! Yeah, dope. Well, um, you got any? Uh, I know you do a bunch of other stuff. We didn't really get to mention. Like you have your own uh, jewelry company, Blue Moon, right? Yeah. So Blue Moon, Co., Blue Moon and Co. Um, so funny story. When I did Belasco, there was a hookah lounge opening across. Omar, Omar Jabawi and his whole family. Okay. Little did I know, one of his brothers was like famous at the time. Anwar, he's like TikTok all that famous okay um i literally went across and was just like hey thursdays after Velasco, i'm doing the after party here like that i told him in his business like that <laughs> and he was like you were so cocky back then and i, was, and I told him i was like i need the after party here because i'm bringing everyone because they would open till four so oh, I was, okay i would go with their dj and pick up my little like extra three four hundred dollars whatever yeah but when um he had pawn shops and when they got big and he collected a lot of gold he was like hey Starting this project and um, called Blue Moon and Co. It's gonna be our own jewelry shop. We're gonna oh. do custom made pieces. We have a lot of gold. Like we collect bars. Blah blah blah. Do you want to invest? And he goes, "You're gonna be the only one outside of the brothers that you know I'm gonna let invest." And I was just like, "Dope." He's like, huh. "You've helped me a lot with Blue Moon, and you know you you've always looked out for me. Right. Like this is an opportunity I want to kind of present to you." And I was like, "Yeah, just let me know how much." It was a big amount of money at the time. Yeah. For me, because I wasn't, like, you know, I had blown a lot of it because I was dumb, bought a Bentley and did a lot of crazy stuff <laughs> <laughs> when I was young. Um, but I did it, and I was just like, you know, Jesus, take the wheel if it goes good. If it, if right. it doesn't, then. But, you know, thankfully, I, I own a small percentage, and, and he's always taking care of me, man. That's Omar, great. Omar is amazing. That's Anas, so cool. Anwar, yeah, shout out them. Shout out the whole Blue Moon and Co. company. Amazing. Damn, well, you're on your grind in so many different ways, yeah. and uh, it's so dope to see it, and uh, obviously only bigger and better things come in, too. Yeah, it's dope, it's dope, it's dope. I also got into options a little bit, helped out Gus. Okay. Um, kind of during the pandemic. you know. Everyone right, I feel like so many DJs yeah. became stock traders during the <laughs> pandemic. It was like the amount of people I'm yeah. following on Twitter, I'm like, why am I reading about calls and puts and yeah. this and that? I'm like, I don't even understand this shit. But, uh, but uh, you know, under, understandably so. Uh, and, I mean, it's a, you know, good yeah. but risky way to make money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've always been a gambler, so it's like, you know, it yeah. was like, shit, fuck it. You know, my, at first yeah. I lost like three, four grand and I was like sick. I, I was know. Like sick to my stomach. I was like, what am I doing? Why, why yeah. am I even doing this? But. I caught it, and I'm just like, I'll see, like, you know, shout out Gus. I'll make 5, 6K during the day, and I'll just be like, oh, shit, is this even legal? I feel like I'm robbing, but it's like, you know. Right, it's you crazy. You learn so much of it. You're just like, you can kind of tell where it's going to fluctuate. What's going to happen. Like, yeah, you're just like, God, I wish I would have known about this years ago. Yeah, I mean, it is cool to see a lot of DJs. I mean, that's the good part of the pandemic is a lot of DJs figured out other ways to make money and have yeah. business things and be able to, okay, I'm going to wake up at 
5 a.m. and do stock trading and then DJ later, you know, and things like that where yeah. they won't be so stuck on like, okay, I only got this one gig or something like that. Yeah, It's dope because now it's paying off. You have like all these, well, I do, you know, like have a bunch of sources of income and it's just right. Like, you're just like, damn, you know, the pandemic really put me on to this, like how to figure it out and just. Right. Like, I need to make it so. And in case DJing goes away, yeah. this is what we could do. Yeah. If the world never goes back, it's like, this right. is what I need to do. I'm invested yeah. in, like, I also mine some crypto. Oh, really? Some rigs. Like, which uh, which ones? Ethereum. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I've been focused on Ethereum. You know, nice. tank lately, but. Yeah, but it's one of the top ones that could, yeah. could you know, is being used for things with NFTs and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I got lucky right before a tank. One of my. Gus with options to call me. He was like, sell all your Ethereum. And Robinhood had just announced that they accepted it. So I transferred everything. Oh, okay. Sold it and got Tesla options. So it like I got oh. safe right before. And then Tesla went down. <laughs> yeah. No, when it went down, like that's when we bought options. That's what I'm saying. Go. It went down. Yeah, so it was so good it was for beautiful. you. I was just like, this is so beautiful. <laughs> that was like a out. nice little. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I got into all that stuff. Um, Just learning, bro. Just knowledge and. Just trying to hang out with people that like knew so much about it and it's right. paying off, you know, now. Yeah. Dope. Incredible. Well, uh, before we get out of here, you got any, uh, well, I guess uh, before that, let's, where can people find you, you know, online? Um, so I made the mistake of like creating all these like sub names <laughs> for myself Okay. on TikTok is like San Pesito. Okay. So it's like my kind of like funny videos, some, some of my live footage. Okay. A lot of it is like dumb stuff that I find hilarious. I do voiceovers too. Oh, so I gotta like, check that. I don't yeah. think I saw that page. <laughs> so hilarious. But Twitter, uh, DJ Peso, DJ P E S O. Okay. My Instagram used to be like DJ Peso as well, but it got taken down for all the nonsense I used to put on my stories. Oh. So I just started this new one. It's DJ Peso with a three. So oh, I was gonna say I thought I could follow it, but you're right. It's a three instead of the E. Yeah, I had like almost forty thousand followers, and oh like, damn, when did I wake up and it's just like. Gone. Bad. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then, like, I try to, like, get it back and pay some dude. And he was just like, no, you've been bad. Like, you've been warned so many times. Oh, no. <laughs> but I used to post, like, all the crazy videos on my story because I thought it was funny, you know, and I would right. always get fly. Like, they're not going to do nothing. Right. I just, like, one day they were just like, a, yeah. You're you bad. had some red check mark in the <laughs> back and the Instagram headquarters, like, get him. Yeah. I probably was on a. You know, the on the list. Black the list. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, what's it called? I just started this one not so long ago, probably like less than a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but yeah. Um, okay, I, I respond to everyone. I don't. Yeah, obviously worry. send them a DM if you want those uh, bootlegs. Yeah, the bootlegs. hit you back. Anything. A lot of people hit me up, you know, like just financial advice and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I'm not no financial guru, <laughs> you know, like, but right. I try to get back to everyone, motivate yeah. everyone. Yeah, dope. Amazing. All right, you got any last words for the DJs listening out there? Anything um, you want to message you want for them? I mean, just keep grinding, man. Find a way. I think don't quit if something doesn't go your way. Yeah. I mean, just keep going. Like, so you're always gonna find a way. Like, if you don't, if you don't quit, you're just, just stay on. Just, yeah. Just stay hungry. Remember the, why you started. Yep. Remember that. Remember why. That's you started. so true. I was saying that yesterday on the podcast too. Yeah. I'm like. The why is the most important thing, yeah. you know, to always go back to that's going to reignite your, like, drive and, and to remember to sort of refocus your head when you're looking at 20 other things. Yeah. My biggest thing is, like, when I start feeling, like, complacent, I always go back to, like, where I grew up. Yeah. Like, I grew up very poor. I grew up very, you know, like. Yeah. And I go back and it kind of just takes me, like, 
back to that hunger. Right. And I'll just like, I'll remember like, all right, this is, this is that feeling. I'll yeah. eat the same meals. Yeah. Sometimes just to go back to that. Like I used to eat KFC biscuits because they were so cheap, like two for like 69 cents. Right. So that was like a meal. Right. Crazy. But I take myself back to that. And I always tell like these DJs that are like, oh, you know, things are not going my way. And I'm just like, start your own party. Yeah. Figure it out. Stop finding, stop making excuses. Find the solution. Right. Focus on, on the good. Like focus on what you, what it is. Like don't give up. Oh, but this person don't want to work with me. So don't, don't work with them. Yeah. Work with yourself. Find people that do right. want to work with you. Yeah. That's such a good thing too. Cause people are like, Oh, you got to meet this person or work with this person. Or if you mess that up, I'm like, I've made it this far without knowing that person. I want to meet everyone and work with everyone. But at yeah. the same time, if someone's being a dick or I can't work with them or something's wrong, I made it this far yeah. so without them. So it's like, fine, you can't, you know, blame it on anything yeah. else but yourself. I always think, I always live by the same. If I meet someone that's going to get me there faster, it's a blessing. Yeah. But if I don't, then it's just going to take me more time. But I'm going to get right. there regardless. Yeah. Regardless, because I, I always feel, so I guess my overall message would be nothing can stop you but you. Yeah. And that's it. Like, if you really want it, you're going to find a way. Yeah, that's great. It's you versus you. You know, yeah. you can put all these other fake obstacles in your way, but at the end of the yeah. day, it's yeah. up to you to make it happen or not. Shout out Eddie Boy. That's actually a conversation I had with him. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. he was just like, what if, what if I just lose it all? And I was like, where did you start? He's like, I had nothing. I said, so you're starting from somewhere you already know. Like, right. Who cares? And he's like, you're not scared of losing everything? I was like, no. <laughs> I was just like, I could lose it all and I could do it all over right. again. I did because it. you know you built it up, you know? Yeah. I mean, even with the live podcast we were doing at the Beyond the Retreat, I remember we were backstage and we were nervous. And I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. We look really stupid. The mic breaks, something. We're going to be alive. Like, we're still going to go back and do the podcast. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. You know, like, yeah. you can't overthink yourself yeah. out of things. I always thought, just fucking do it, bro. Just yeah. Gary V too, like, I watch a lot of his stuff. And yeah, totally. Right. Do it and then figure it out along the way. Yeah. You know, that's the way you see some successful people do it. When someone tries to wait and have it perfect, it never happens. Yeah. And that's advice I got to take myself too, but, you know, yeah. it's easier to give than to take sometimes. But, yeah. yeah. And I always tell people, like, I, I, when I mess up or I, like, I fail, that's the one I learned the most, bro. Yeah. I go back and I'm like, oh, I did A, B, C, D, E, F, G wrong. Right. got to change that. Yeah, if you never would have done that, then you wouldn't have had yeah. the lessons and you wouldn't know how to do it properly, yeah, you know. And you would have sure. just been sitting back thinking about it, you know, go, yeah. oh, I don't know, should I do it? Yeah, because everyone's like, man, you're, it looks like you're always successful, you're always winning. I'm like, yeah, but you weren't there for three years or five years. I ate shit and failed, you know. like Right. I don't learn anything from success. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm successful. And I'm just like, oh, that was a great win. I made a lot of money or you know, that move was great and, you know, but I'm just like, when right. I fell, I'm just like, I'm like, damn, that's yeah. this is what needs to change. Yeah, that's true. Good lesson. Yo, this interview full of gems and it was yeah. good to get to know you better, you know, as a person and uh, hear about all your stuff, you know, and everything you got going and I just see it going up bigger and better. Yeah. Trying, trying. Yeah. So thank you for coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me, Spider. All right. Peace. Later. Okay, that was incredible. Thank you, DJ Peso, for coming on the show, dropping so many gems, telling us about your amazing story. Everybody has such a unique story that comes on here. So that's why I love talking to everybody. You're going to learn something. You're going to hear a crazy story. 
and me included. So I love it. I really appreciate he took the time to come on here. The 20 podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was the 20 with DJ Spider.